and welcome to Car Conversations with Serena. Today's episode will be about getting fucking lit, being blazed off your ass, and how to live life. So I guess I would preface this by saying I have ADHD. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I think. You know, it's not like I'm sitting here reading all my diagnoses, but you know, whatever. Um anyways, so Yeah, it's attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, I think I'm pretty sure. Um anyways, so God damn it's fucking so See, the thing is, is when I get really fucking high, then I can talk. But I also take really long pauses and get really distracted. And the ADHD does not help that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I would say that I am a person who enjoys getting high. I enjoy, you know, smoking a little weed. And I feel like... You know, as long as it's your, you know, you're legal or you have a med card or whatever your deal is and you're not like overly excessively doing it to the point where you can't actually function or live life at all, then I say go for it. I mean, as long as it's safe for you and your health and everything, it's like I wouldn't I, I would never recommend anybody start smoking weed. But I would say if you want to you know, look into it, see how you'd feel, make sure you're 100% okay, and then, you know, you can try it every once in a while, and there's no saying that you need to, like, get your own bong, and get your own weed, and, like, start fucking, you know, being a stoner, maybe you just smoke at parties, or you smoke with friends, or stuff like that, you know, I think that's how we all get started when we start smoking alone, like, we, we literally just transition from being a social stoner to a literal by myself in the fucking fucking corner stoner yeah that's just me though I mean honestly my boyfriend doesn't really like the smell of weed anymore he's been trying to quit um and he has not smoked in over I think over a year um coming up in this month um it's been over a year since he smoked so for me being someone who does like to smoke and I just started smoking like maybe a year or two ago um, you know, I don't really feel like, I, I don't feel like it's per se fair for me to want to smoke in the house, but I don't think it's also per se fair for him to make me smoke outside only. Um, obviously if it's some really smelly shit or if it's like real weed, I try and tend to smoke outside just so I can be on the safe side, you know, because you don't want that smell on your carpets or anything and and it's also really strong, so it makes it hard on him. But if I'm, like, smoking the wax pen, and I'm just kind of, like, smoking the wax pen, just chilling out, like, I won't go outside for that. That's not worth it to me. And I don't think it smells quite as bad, and it's not as thick, and all that stuff. So, you know, for me, I don't mind smoking the wax pen inside. But funny story about that. This morning, I fucking, um, I was unscrewing my wax, wax cart off of my e-leaf, um, like, pen thing, not pen, it was, like, a battery for a wax pen, but it's, like, a, it was, like, a box one instead of, like, a tube, um, I don't fucking know the proper name, but (laughs) 
um, and it fucking unscrewed the part where the cart hits the metal. It just like un- completely unscrewed, and there was like a like a like a wire hanging out of it, and I'm like, okay, this is broken. Um, and so I went on my weary way to go get stuff that I needed, like you know, around the house. So I went to Dutch because I needed Dutch because I needed coffee. Shout out to Trin for sending me Dutch money because I'm broke. And I don't like sending money on Dutch because as much as I want Dutch and I pretty much get it a lot, I just, I try not to because it really, it's it's expensive and it adds up. Um, besides that, I went and got Dutch because Trin got me money, sent me money for it. And then, yeah, I mean... I just spent hella money yesterday, though, because I got a tattoo. Um, well, technically, it's two tattoos and then a touch-up on another one. So I spent, like, $300 all at once, and that's all the money I had left. And my credit card is maxed out now. Um, well, not maxed out, but again there. Um, and I'm like, wow, I have $0. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that when you move out, you're, like, kind of broke for until you figure it out and or until you make more money and the really hard part is I don't make a lot of money so I went to the the gallery of apes to get fucking wax wax pen battery and they had the cutest fucking pink like pen tubey one and that's what I wanted but then she showed me this other one that was like kind of comparable to the e-leaf but like better um and she said this is one I would other uh, if you don't want, want the e-leaf this is the one that I recommend I was like, okay, so I tried it and held in my hand. It looks almost identical to a vape, but it's, but it's not. It's a wax pen cartridge holder thingy, battery thingy. <laughs> um, so it looks hella dope. It's just really cool. I forget the name. I think it's like you can something. And it says take care to me when I turn it off. It says take care. How freaking cute is that? I'm just, like, wondering if I can change, like, the way it, what it says to me, if it could be, like, bye, baby girl, or something like that. Like, that'd be freaking adorable. But, like, whatever. And then I went to my dad's house to pick up a package that I had, or no, I did that before I went to the Gallery of Apes, but um, I picked up a package. I'm not going to tell you all what's in it, because it's my fucking personal shit. Um... And I got another package last night, too. And I'm getting... Oh, I'm getting a package today. I forgot. I am getting a package today. That's very exciting. Whoop, whoop. I'm getting a package today um, of my new bowl pieces because I broke the really, really pretty one for my long that I just got for my birthday. Broke it within, like, two days. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, the amount of times I've used this bong since getting it, and I just now fucking broke the piece. Like, I, I haven't even used it that many times. It's only been, like, four or five times over the course of two days or, something, or three days or whatever. And I just just managed to freaking snap it. And I was like, oh, God. It was so upsetting. I threw it on the floor, too. It, like, dropped off the countertop and onto the floor. Like, hit the countertop, hit the floor, and broke was everywhere and my cat kept trying to sniff the glass I'm like you can't eat glass so it was a little stressful because I'd already been like smoking so I was like fucking blaze and I'm trying to clean up glass and not have my cat step in it yeah fun stuff um 
also we're adopting another kitten um it's actually luna our second cat's cousin or not cousin brother sorry i don't know why i said cousin it's her brother and he's still in the foster home and um i'm i'm thinking that my boyfriend jake is gonna be like i fucking don't want this cat because he doesn't he doesn't want another cat not in this apartment i mean we just had four three foster kittens we had three foster kittens so we had five cats in the house Luckily, the foster kittens were too tiny, so they were in, like, a little pen most of their lives that they stayed with us. But, it like, it was way better because they wouldn't be involved with the other bigger cats. And we could kind of keep them contained a little bit. Um, but, like, it was the worst to, to try and, like, keep that, like, little pen clean. And, like, we had so much noise all the time, and it was just chaotic. And so it's, like, I do see Jake's point. We don't, we don't need a third cat. but my thing with him is it's like he looks like just he looks like such a snuggle bug he looks like such a sweetie who just has these really big soulful eyes and we're gonna rename him henry his name is henrik right now and i think i'm gonna name him henry and i just think he seems just like the gentlemanly old man and i really really been wanting this cat for like we've had luna for i think two or three months and i'm just like i want i want him really badly um and so I've been like lusting after this cat for like forever. But finally, um, my boyfriend's like, Well, I'm surprised you just haven't brought him home. I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I will. And he's like, He's like, I know, I know you will. So I filled out the adoption application and now we wait, you know? And it's like, Yes, I, I, I do worry a little bit about the fact that we live in a 500 square foot apartment, if that with three cats one bedroom, one bathroom, like, that's gonna be a lot, and, like, I understand that it will be a lot, and that it'll be stressful, and probably expensive, um, and all that, but I just, I feel like we could give him such a good life, and it's, like, I feel like I'd be really heartbroken if he went to another family, happy that he went to a family who's gonna love him and cherish him, but sad, because I couldn't have him. My only worry is that Archie's going to get jealous of him loving on Luna because he really, really likes Luna. He's obsessed with her. It's so sweet. But I'm really worried that he's going to be, like, territorial about her and, like, us and stuff. I mean, he wasn't really when, when we got her, but this is another male cat. Luna's a girl. So it's, like, I really don't know how Archie's going to do. And it's, like, I thought about it. That like, what if it doesn't work out? What if we have to return Henrik? And I'm like, I don't think I'd want to get another cat at that point because I don't really need another cat. I just kind of want another cat because specifically this cat. So it's been really kind of a struggle of just trying to talk to Jake, my boyfriend, about it and like making sure I'm being, you know, fair to him. You know, because it's like if he he's allergic, so it's hard for him to like have all these cats and all that. It's just stressful. And, like, I try and be really understanding, and, you know, it's, like, I, I told him, like, if you need me to go get allergy medicine, I can do that. Like, I've even offered to help pay for the shots that you can get that are, like, allergy curing, I guess, or whatever. They just expose you enough to it that you don't, like, have a reaction anymore. But my thing is, it's, like, that's, like, $1,000 per session, and it's, like, like, two weeks worth of sessions. I think it's, like a really intensive thing and you get really sick sometimes as far as I know but I'm just like stressed about it I'm like uh maybe not um 
because first of all it's expensive and second of all it's dangerous I, I mean I feel like it'd be dangerous you're putting stuff in your body that you don't feel is or your body already doesn't like you know I don't know how it works I'm not quite 100% sure I was I was talking to one of the foster moms about it and because her daughter had it done and she feels great and all that jazz but I just couldn't remember what she had said about it um but I'm really excited I really really want to get this cat I mean I think I think it's definitely a big step because the thing is is he's coming from a home with a bunch of other cats he's coming from a home where maybe it's not just two other cats that are residential cats it's like six I think Delaney has like six cats um and plus her fosters and so it's like you know kind of a little worried just because it's like I don't know what's gonna happen I mean Archie took a little he definitely took a little bit to get to Luna I mean he liked her then other times he'd be like attacking her and now I think I think he definitely loves on her a lot more now but I also think it's partially because she's with him all the time and he's not alone anymore I think he also just has this witching hour from the moment we turn the lights off to an hour later. And that's just probably part of the reason he's always chewing on her during that time. Um, but it's like, this cat's bigger. So will he take offense, you know, to Archie chewing on him or Archie playing with him? And I don't really know in size which one's bigger. I think they're both pretty big cats, if I can remember correctly. I mean, Archie's eight months and he's almost, he is or is almost 10 pounds. He is a humongous cat. Um, I definitely think he's going to be bigger than our old cat that we had growing up. And it's really funny because I adopted him the same day she passed away. So it actually, for me, it sometimes feels like, you know, she's really there with us and living kind of vicariously through Archie and telling him how to take care of us because she loves us, you know. And Archie is such a sweetie and he's so good to my dad and my sisters. And he's just such a sweet cat. And Luna, I mean, Luna's amazing too, don't get me wrong. She's such a sweetie. She loves, she's very shy, you know, she's very, like, I call her delicate um, because she's very, like, particular within, with everything she does. But I just, I kind of love it, you know? I kind of love who she is and what she means to me, you know? And she's just, like, the silent, quiet listener. I love it. <laughs> um, but I think Henrik, aka Henry, I think is really going to be a good addition. I think he's really going to be the piece de resistance on our little cat trio, you know, because then Bubby has, Bubby is Archie's nickname. Um, then Bubby has someone to play with that's his size that he doesn't have to bother Luna all the time. And Luna has someone to snuggle whenever Archie doesn't want to. And she has her brother back. Like, what more could I want? What more could I do, you know? Apparently he's had only a couple interested people and they've all fallen through so he hasn't really had any luck no one wants him I'm not saying he won't find the perfect home but I'm like just like when when would he actually get a home I mean he's not super stunning I mean he, I think he's super stunning but he's not like an uncommon type of cat where it's like a white cat or a really pretty orange or a tortoiseshell stuff like that the more desirable like um Chinese Stuff like that where the traits are a little more desirable and a little bit harder to find in rescue situations I think that in and of itself would make him a little bit harder to to adopt out that and he's really shy he's really really shy and he does not like the shelter which is where they tend to show the cats most of the time um, unless it's at like marketplace or like an adoption event and so um or the website yeah uh, I don't know if I already said that but 
I mean, I think it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, if he's not comfortable, he's not going to act like how he is. And Delaney's just telling me he's such a snuggle bug. He just wants a home. And I'm like, oh my God, I want him so bad. So I think he's going to be the perfect personality. I think he's going to be the perfect balance of Luna and Archie to kind of even us out, you know? I've actually thought about um, adopting out my gecko um, because my gecko is, he's a lot of work and I got to touch the bugs and I'm starting to think that we don't have space for him anymore because I'm thinking about it as like, he's going to need a bigger tank and I feel bad, you know, not really giving him a ton of attention because I'm worried the cats are going to eat him and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, I think, I think eventually I will rehome my gecko and he's a leopard gecko. He's the sweetest thing. His name is Elvis. And Elvis is such a sweetie. He's never bitten me. He's never like freaked me out or anything. He's such a sweetheart. He just wants to hang out. Um, but he is a baby still. Um, so I could change, I guess. <laughs> um, but I just, I feel like I just don't have the right home for him anymore. And the cats like to sit on top of his tank and that's just not safe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I think it's just, like, one of those things where it's, it's really hard to make these decisions because you're scared that you're going to do something wrong or choose the wrong option, and then you're going to be screwed later on. And, like, I know cats are expensive. I know you have to buy the litter and the food and, you know, their accessories and vetting is so expensive um, and time-consuming, too. If you have more than one cat, you're sitting at the vet for a while. I'm sorry, I'm popping my knuckles. Um, you're sitting at the vet for a while to finish that call um, or to finish that appointment. Especially if you have more than one cat and you have more than one appointment, it can take up to an hour to get you through at least one cat. Um, and so if I have three, I need to have to book for a whole essentially Saturday just to get them all seen and like situated. I'll have to get a bigger carrier for them because I only have one and it's really small. I barely fit my um, foster kittens. Um, so I just, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the cost is what's really scaring me away from it. If, if, if it was cheaper to take care of a cat or just cheaper to own a pet in general, I think I would be completely fine with getting another cat um, and just kind of loving on him and making him, you know, our baby. He's our new baby. Um, but our team will obviously always be number one. They'll be the first set. <laughs> Um, I'm helping to add Henry to that love. Um, but it's just hard, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a decision because it's like, I know he will eventually get a home, whether it's from Delaney or from me or another adopter, you know, there's always that option, but I am just terrified that I'm going to see him go to a different home and then I'm just going to be devastated because I've been wanting him this entire time. Um, and so it's kind of hard because it's like I'd have to really give him up essentially if I if I didn't want to adopt him and that's really going to be a hard one for me so that's why I'm kind of deciding I am going to adopt him and you know what the okay has a two-week recurrent policy so if they really don't get along or there's just so many issues and we're separating cat fights Bill Haven will take him back no charge and make sure he's safe again and happy and loved on and, and we can help them like learn about him more to find a better home for him maybe he might need to be a single cat or something I don't know 
I doubt it though. He's I've heard he's really really good for the cats. Um. So I mean I I don't know. It's a hard decision. It's a really hard choice, for sure, for sure. But I mean I guess let me know what you think. Should I get a third cat, or should I wait and hope that he doesn't get adopted? Because we move out in March, March thirty first. I think is our last day in the maybe it's May. April, it's April, May, yeah, so it's May is our last day, so, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of far out, I think it's like six months, something like that, it might have been six months last month, but, like, we're trying to find another apartment or, like, a townhome or something, and it is such a struggle, let me just tell you, California is expensive, um, and, like, it's, like, it's just, like, jeez, like, and it's, like, no utilities included or anything like that. It's, it's a crazy ride, for sure, for sure. I'm just, like, how is anyone able to afford this, you know? It's crazy, dude, it's crazy. It's not happy weather, and I feel like a lot of people rely on the sun to kind of keep their mood up. Like, I'm one of those people, like, I really don't like when it's cold, windy, and gross outside. And so, for me, it's, like, having this nice air is just exactly what I need. You know, I need I need it to be warm and comfortable, but, like, right now, it is so cold. Like, I can't even handle going outside for more than, like, 10 seconds, you know? Because it is just, oh, it's chilly, y'all. It's, it's really chilly, and it's not even, like, it's that bad. It's just, it's so cold for me because I don't have any meat on my bones. I can't, there's nothing I have that will keep me warm <laughs> other than my boobs. And I, I don't really have a really thick jacket on day because I couldn't find one. And I was like trying to leave for work, I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm just wearing this little thin fluffy jacket. And it's actually really nice. It's a warm jacket, but it's also super thin. And so I'm just kind of over here like trying not to freeze, trying not to freeze, you know the joy um I'm also just waiting for my boss to come home and and then I'm gonna wait for his bus um but yeah it's going good you know everything's everything's going pretty good I'm having a good day I think today is going better than most (laughs) have been going which is really nice because I've been really having some rough days and I think having a nice easy day is a lot more manageable and even if it's not like a nice easy day even if it's just like something that's very uneventful like my day is just I know what's happening I know what's going on no crazy drivingness happens like that's what I want it's just basic days (laughs) like I just can't with this like total absolute like bonkers things are happening cars are driving crazy and it's holidays and it's holiday traffic and all that stuff, like, it's just the worst, man, like, who has time for that, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't have time for that kind of drama, and it's a little, it's a little rough, I'm not gonna lie, um, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone's having a really good day, and I think everyone should just continue kind of doing their thing, you know, it's a cold, windy day, let's, let's get through it, and, you know, maybe it's the end, um, so, I guess, 
in the second half, I guess I could talk about, you know, just kind of like my job and me, my life. Um, I work as a caregiver for the state of California, um, and I work with a disabled young lady um, who is 21. She's developmentally and physically disabled. Um, and then I also am starting a new job in January, towards the end, probably like beginning of February, end of January, kind of somewhere in there. Um, and that will be a behavior technician position um, at one of the elementary schools in my area. And I'm just, I'm really excited. I really think it'll be fun. It'll be great because I'll be able to have more consistent hours and more hours overall. And even though I'm taking like somewhat of a pay raise, it won't be like enough that it's like majorly different, but it will be, um, you know, it, it will be decent. So that's, that's a good thing. That makes me feel better. And, you know, just, just more calm, you know? Um, sorry, my boss's dog is crying. Lucky, what's wrong, buddy? Shh, it's okay. I think he's upset because my boss isn't here. And, um, she, she, he's a really old, old pug. Um, they have really two, two ancient pugs. They're 18. Both of them are like, what's in there? Like a couple weeks, I think, of each other or eight months. And they're pretty, they're pretty old. Um, they're the sweetest things, but they are ancient dogs. Um, and anyways, so yeah, so I'm really just loving the idea of this new job. I mean, I know they always say like the grass isn't greener on the other side and that's the same applies to jobs too, but like, I think it'll be really good, honestly. I mean, I think it'll be a position where I can grow and I can work, you know, different hours and I can kind of work more consistently. And I think it'll be really good. Um, I also think it'll be good because I can kind of take it with me, you know, so I don't have to be in a certain spot or worry about anything like that because, you know, I'm working at the same job over and over and over. Um, but I think this will be really good and I'm really excited. It's, um, it's through a company, um, that supplies respite hours and medical health workers to other, you know, companies or clients or whatever. And it's really cool. It's actually a really cool thing. So I'm excited. Um, another thing that I've been thinking about is like, you know, I'm 22 now. I'm, you know, I'm kind of at my point where it's like, I need to either get a career or I need to go back to school. And I just don't have a feeling that I'm going to go back to school at all. So I'm like, might as well just <laughs> go into the workforce, I guess, you know, because you never know what's going to happen or how things are going to change. And so it's really, really hard to kind of keep up with all that, especially in the careers that I've kind of chosen, which is like caregiving and like um, teaching is like for this career, you kind of need a, you need a degree, really. You need a degree to do anything higher up, but you don't need a degree to get started, which is really where I'm at because because I don't want a job. Because I don't want a job that is just difficult and, you know, it takes four or five years to even get the job because I have to do freaking, you know, college or lots of trainings and stuff. Like, 
I kind of want something where I learn on my feet for the most part because I am really good at that. I'm really good at, you know, being able to work on, okay, so this is my, this is my job. Like I know what my job is. I know what it looks like day to day and I'm equipped because I've been working at it for so long. I feel like people who come right out of the, the college, you know, field and then they're like thrown into their work, work job, you know, it's like, it's harder. It's harder if they've never even had a job before because you don't have that responsibility. You don't have that reliability. You're not as, um, you know, keeping track of stuff is easier because you're, you're used to it. You've done it before. Whereas with people who have never had a job before, it's definitely harder. In my mind, it's much, much harder for them to actually do well at a position because you're sitting there and you're, you're essentially going in blind. You have no idea how to work. You have no idea what procedures are or what any of that is. Whereas if you start at a job and then you go and get a degree later for the same job you've been working at, you know, you already built up that tenure. You already built up, you know, those relationships with the boss and the other staff members and the children, you know, it's like, you really get to know a school and know a family and know a, like a child. And it's really great. It's really 100% important and is really just, I mean, it is what makes my job so amazing. Getting to know, getting to know these kids and getting to know that they're having just like a rocking day, you know? That they're having a good time. That's what matters to me. Because my job, yes, it is caring for them and making sure they have everything they need, but it's also taking care of their mental health and their mental stability too. Because if you think about it, if you have a kid who's never getting attention, who's never getting any choices, who's never getting to do anything on their own, how would you feel if you had no choice in any of your life decisions or no choice on why you felt so angry in that moment or why you didn't understand the math or whatever it is, you know, it's like, it's so hard on a child to, to go through that. And so it's like, since I've kind of been there, done that, and I spent over, I would say, since I was 17, so 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, six years, six years in this field, um, probably even closer to seven. Um, it's, it's really, it's a joy. You know, I can tell you that being able to work with children, I've been working with children since I was 13 years old. Um, I was a reading buddy at the Rockland Library, and I would read to kids, um, in like the little kids section I had like a little lanyard that said I'm a reading buddy and it was really great it was a really cool program and it was it was great for me because I could read but still get experience working with kids and it got me volunteer hours for high school so that was always really good too um because volunteer hours are rough dude because they won't let you graduate at most schools without them or at least some schools and also it's really hard sometimes to get those hours especially if you're in like sports or anything I luckily wasn't, so that was kind of the only thing I was doing outside of school, but, like, I don't care. You know, it was fun. I had fun doing it, and I enjoyed 
you know, getting to know the kids, getting to know the parents. And like, I actually had a couple kids who would come back to me every week and would read with me. And I also had one of my closest friends, Ariana. She actually was, she, I think she's bringing her little brother, but not her little sister yet, um, to the reading buddies thing. And they were just hanging out with me. And, and she was a little bit younger. I think she was 14 and I was, uh, 17, 16, more than that, because she's 19, so 19, 20, 21, she's four years apart, is that right? I never said I was good at math, <laughs> definitely not good at math, but uh, I think that's correct, <laughs> she's four years apart from me, and it's really just been such an amazing friendship, I and mean, we spent, we're on 22 now, so we spent probably a good four or five years, six years being friends. Um, and I met her at that program and she has been such an invaluable asset and she's so amazing. She's invaluable in my life, you know, and she's such a big part of my support system and she's, you know, really close to all my friends and we're all, we're all just really good. Like I feel like my group of friends, even though they don't really all know each other very well, they all kind of just get along. It's like, oh yeah, you know, Serena, yeah, you're good. <laughs> were you adopted too? Yes. Yes. Okay. I have a tendency to adopt my friends. I'm kind of just like, yeah, we're gonna be friends. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> um, it's like I'll be like kind of just I'll be in a class and I'll like not know anybody and then I'll fucking be like, okay, I need to make a friend. <laughs> I make a friend. Um, and then we end up being really close and we hang out and it's really fun. It's actually a really cool thing that I can do because it's like it makes it so much easier going into a classroom knowing that you have somebody else to talk to. It's not just you, you know. And in high school, I definitely think doing that was a lot harder because everyone kind of knew everyone. Because we were in a tiny high school. It was not like it was like some big city or anything. And high school wasn't tiny. It was like, I think it was 800 in my graduating class or 800 in the entire school. It was 800 in the entire school. I think we had 800 students. I don't think we had 800 in my graduating class. But um, maybe like closer to 100. I don't know. I don't know. But um <laughs> Like, everyone kind of knew everybody. So if you had drama for somebody else, like, you may not even be able to be friends with a certain group of people because they were close with that person. And it's just, it's just too much, y'all. Like, I, I think high school is such, like, such a dramatic time because it's like, you're all going through the same stuff. You're all dealing with the same drama. Like, don't, like, just don't let it get to you. It's just high school. It's not forever and it's not really going to matter in 10 years, you know? I mean, in some ways, the grades do matter, but, like, the drama, <laughs> the backtalk, the, you know, the biting, the being mean, it's just it's not worth it, you know? And I think, I think after leaving high school and after really going through a lot in high school, I think I really learned to kind of accept that as part of, part of the way things worked, you know? Because I definitely wasn't the person to want to do school. I wasn't the kind of person who wanted to, you know, make, make school a priority because it was just too much for me. It was too stressful and it made me feel anxious. So I just didn't want to work on it. That being said, I wish I really had learned my own, like, teaching style a lot better and, like, learned my learning style a lot better, too, because, yeah, school's just hard, <laughs> and I think part of it is my learning disability makes it very, makes, makes it very, very hard to do school, but 
at the same time, it's like, I think it's just, I never learned, never learned how to study, never learned how to do any of this. Sorry, that was a door closing. God, that one was so loud. Um, now it's reopening. I really gotta close it. Look, fucking time. But, um, yeah. <sighs> I just think, yeah, I just think we're having a good day, and that's all that really matters, you know? It's like, your past what made it harder on you, and I, I feel like I'm never going back. Might as well just, you know, live now, and live better, and be happier, and not let things get to me as much, you know? And I'm getting a um, tattoo of a lunar moth, like a lunar moth on my, um, like right below my sternum tattoo. And I'm really excited because I'm really excited for like a lunar moth. Like, I guess it means new beginnings and like seeing the light. And that to me is so beautiful and like so perfect for me. So I'm like, this is the one, this is the one I want and I'm happy about it. Um, so that's kind of, like, my thing is, like, I, I just, yesterday, that was the tattoo I went and got, I went and got my, um, ferns that are, like, right underneath my boobs, like, kind of, uh, framing them for, to get prepped for the lunar moth, and it was so painful. I, I've had, I have, like, I think, I think I have, like, six or seven tattoos, but this one was by far the worst on the pain scale. I mean, maybe not as bad as my arm, because my arm had a lot of shading, but this had color shading and line work, and it was just, ugh. It was only ferns, it's only, like, leaves and, like, uh, like pulling lines, essentially. It was really difficult, but it was so, oh my gosh, it was so owie. It was, like, I was, like, oh my god, I can't even breathe, like, and I actually sat really well, according to my artist. She's, like, you sat like a rock. I'm, like, I felt like I wasn't. I was like, I felt like I just kept moving, and she's like, no, you were good, and I was like, okay, well, I felt like I was moving, (laughs) um, and she's an apprentice, but she's, you know, getting closer, closer to being a fully-fledged artist, but she's great, I really love her, and her name's Kerrigan, and she's really good, she's really good, she's just like Kylie to me, essentially, because they're both really good, and they both are really kind, and have good hearts, and it's just really nice, you know, so, yeah, everyone's just, just living it out, but I'm really excited to get them off. I really think it'll be beautiful, and I think it'll really just make me fall in love with my tummy a little bit, you know, because I feel like I have such a weird tan line on my stomach that I've had for, like, ever, and I also tend to have issues, like, just with how my tummy looks, so I feel like having a beautiful, like, bright and colorful tattoo is really going to help, although I don't know how it's going to look when I'm pregnant. Oh, God. Oh, God. I never even thought about that. When I get pregnant, it's going to literally look so weird. Oh, no. This is going to be bad. I don't even thought about that. This is not good. I, I don't realize why I didn't think about that. I mean, I guess it's only going to be... I think it's only going to be really at the top. So, if I have my tummy, like, you know, VA big, it, it shouldn't actually really even show. But I wonder if it'll destroy the tattoo. Like, the stretching one, I wonder if it'll destroy the tattoo. It might. I might need to do a little touch-ups or something I don't know how that works I don't know how you tattoo over stretchy skin but we'll see <laughs> um so fun I'm glad I just glad I just gave myself a heart attack and kind of just figured it out <laughs> all at once um 
but yeah, I just want to say thank you to, um, you know, my friends and my family and everyone who's supporting me right now. And thanks everyone for listening and I hope you have a great day and stay safe. Um, take care of yourself and tune back in next week or next episode, whenever that is. <laughs>